0: Hi, I'm Reggie from Nintendo of America. You'll hear a great conversation about Nintendo, but also no previous conversation has ever matched this one for the breadth and depth of the entertainment that awaits you. So please enjoy.
1: What's up everybody, welcome to the House of Mario episode 30, I'm your host Drew Agnew and joining me today are two very special guests, Dylan Blight from the Explosion Network Hello And Paul James from player2.com, no Spot on, I feel like I've had this conversation (laughs) recently (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How are we going guys? Not too bad, keeping busy Not too bad, keeping busy, that's good
2: It feels Um, good to be in the house that Yoshi built
1: Yes, he, he did a fine job with these uh, hay walls. Mm. It's very flammable. Smells great in far. here.
2: It's beautiful. Love what you've done with the place.
1: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, usually when I get guests on, I just sort of try and um, get the audience to know you by just asking what some of your favourite games are from your childhood and now. Don't have to necessarily be Nintendo, but yeah.
2: So- I feel like you force people to do Nintendo. Like, just... Just do it. Put the, put the rule on. I'm going to put the rule on myself. Nintendo. Right, only. Put the
1: rule on. It's got to be Nintendo. It has to be.
2: Do it. No choice. Do it. Poll. No choice. Do it. Poll.
0: As in Nintendo published or just on a Nintendo platform? Oh, no, here we go. Just just Nintendo platform. That that'll be fine. Uh, my favorite, actually, no, it wouldn't have mattered. My fa- my favorite Nintendo game is Ocarina of Time. Uh. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can go wrong with that one. I think there's a just a small group of people that might agree with me on that one, but um. Whatever. Uh, Beyond that, Chrono Trigger is the definitive non-Nintendo developed game. I cannot get enough of that game and I'm looking for any opportunity to get back to the franchise. So Square Enix, if you want to do something about that, please. I've got ideas. Um, You can hit me up on my email or Twitter. But you probably won't.
1: um, Did you play the version on the DS when they ported that? With
0: the, the additional missions or kind of region there to visit yeah I, I dabbled with it a little bit um, just to kind of see what that content was but didn't dive too much deeper into it than that
1: yeah yeah because that's, that's the one I tried and I think it was a, a certain part where it just froze and wouldn't continue so oh really as far as I got yeah I think that was more due to the fact the way I was playing it yeah <laughs> it wasn't a, wasn't a legit copy oh uh, <laughs> so yeah that, that could have but something to do with it it, yeah, it it might.
2: <laughs> How did you have illegal copies of... I've never heard of this. Like, how's that work?
1: Well, it's just like a little R4 card and it's got a SD card in it and you can upload games to it and play it on your DS.
2: I never saw this and or even heard of this in my life. I lived a sheltered childhood or something. I don't know.
1: You must have. I um, I never, like, just downloaded games and never bought them. I still bought all my games, just... It was nice to have, like, try some games before you buy them and stuff like that. Before you had, and also, also the benefit of having all there on the
0: same cartridge. Well, not necessarily all of them, but certainly a portion on the same cartridge. You didn't have to pop things out and go find the case and you know those oversized cases that for a tiny little SD card size
1: thing. Well done, Nintendo. Mm. (laughs) I think for the most part, where it just some games didn't save properly and some wouldn't go past certain points, it wasn't worth it. Obviously. Like, in Chrono Trigger, I could have been 20 hours in and it could have done the same thing, so... Not really recommended. Go and, uh, go and get some legit copies.
2: <laughs> what about yourself, Dylan? Uh, Pokemon Yellow or Mario Galaxy?
1: Oh, very good choices. Especially, um... I love Pokemon, but the Mari- the two Mario Galaxy games, I absolutely love those games.
2: They're the best Mario games.
1: Yeah. Um, which one's your favourite out of Mario Galaxy 1 and, and Galaxy 2?
2: Uh, one... Just because it was, like, at the time more exciting and crazy and different and stuff. But then 2 was cool, but it was just more of the the same, I guess. It was like, it's more Galaxy.
0: I think that's an important lens to look at these things through. Because there's a lot of people out there that will say that Mario Galaxy 2 is the better one. And in terms of, like, what they are, they might be right. But the content of Galaxy 2 wouldn't really exist with the foundation that is Galaxy 1. You almost—it's hard to do it because they are separate products. But you almost need to look at them as two parts of a whole, because yeah. yeah, there's so much they wouldn't have done in two that if if they hadn't done one in the first place. But then some elements of two that only exist because of the foundation. Like it's it's a whole thing.
2: Well, I think they're sequels, both tens. Right. They're yeah. they're both tens in their own right. But yeah, it's like Galaxy Two doesn't have the better level design if it doesn't have the basics that was. The, the foundation that was the level design from the first game, so, yeah, hmm. yeah, I did not know that I was remember, a thing that people like yeah, too. I more.
1: I remember Mario Galaxy two, blowing me away more so than Mario Galaxy one. I think oh, just really? the 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 observatory, the hub world, mm. um, it just annoyed me because of how sort of convoluted and kind of it kind of felt a bit soulless to me. Whereas it, I know the. <laughs> the spa- <laughs> The starship Mario head, even though it was relatively small, I felt like there was a bit more, bit more charm. And there's Yoshi. Mm. That's that's a big factor too. And and Yoshi's awesome as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Mm. I mean, i I don't really like convoluted hub, hub worlds, but I suppose maybe at the time I was having too much fun just running around doing, you know, tr- just jumping around the map between levels, yahooing and waving my remote around like a crazy person. Cause of course this was, I played this within the first couple months of getting my Wii. And I was still kind of enjoying the the waggles at the time as well. So I I wasn't (laughs) running around like I've got to shake the remote to to do a spin or whatever the the hell you had to do with the the thing. I was like, this is fun. Woo. Waggle all all over the place. This is exciting. It wasn't for a couple months later where I was like, I'm over this and I never want to shake my hand again.
1: I don't know if you guys have played it since Like you've been over the whole waggle craze But at the time The uh, the waggling never bothered me Having to do your little your spin attack Never bothered me But I don't know If I went back to it now I'll just be like Please let me press a button
2: Yeah
0: I don't know where I'm at when what? it comes
1: to that Because yeah Like
0: you it didn't bother me initially But If I was to go back to it I'm not so sure
2: Yeah mm. It wasn't the worst game that- for waggles anyway on like in the, the library of Wii games. The the little the little waggle you had to do to make him do to do what you needed to do in that game and just pointing on the screen. Like you could sit comfortably on your couch uh moving the pointer at the screen and, and waggling it when you needed to compared to plenty of other Wii games where you needed to basically be in workout clothes.
1: <laughs> did you guys ever get into like the really heavy motion control games or did you sort of stay
2: away from it? Red Steel and stuff? Or Real Steel, whatever it was called? No. What was yeah, that? The yeah, sword red steel one? Steel, yeah. yeah, Red Steel. Tried that. That was pretty. And then, like, No More Heroes, I suppose, maybe? You
0: know, yeah, like Heroes it, was really cool. There, there's one particular gesture in that that you really enjoyed, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had practice, at least. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um... <laughs> I look. I didn't get into it too much for the most part. I certainly had no problem with Mario Galaxy because that that movement to spin, for example, it was it was fairly subtle. It was a subtle little gesture done. Um, for some reason, I really well not for some reason. I'm really big into the IP. Uh, I got into the the Dragon Ball Z Tenkaichi games, and that, there was a lot of gestures in that to like use your command, wave, you your flinging controllers, and it was it was a whole thing. It was great. <laughs>
1: Well, so you're actually doing like spirit bombs and stuff by lifting up your arms. Um,
0: that I don't recall, but certainly like yeah, your little chimea waves and those sorts of things. It was flinging controls out, and there was some full-on battles there between me and mates in kind of a well, you'd call it couch cop, but it wasn't really on the couch. Like it was getting fairly, fairly aggressive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I can imagine just like breaking the like the, the cord from the nunchuck to the Wemo, just ripping it in half. I think, be yeah, I think the Goku or someone. I think the nunchuck was required and that was
0: that was your your method of kind of conducting the Kameo
1: your two hands. <laughs> oh, probably. Yeah. I, I um when I first got my Wii I really enjoyed the motion controls. Especially when like I think a lot of parents had done when they actually saw Wii Sports in motion and then they're like, Oh, that looks really cool and they get into it and they sort of it gives them a bit of a glimpse of why you lo- you love video games. Yeah, so I really enjoyed the Wii for that, but I think for three for f- three years it was going really strong. Then it sort of the content just dried right up, and Nintendo still insisted on the Wii a thing. It's it's
0: the same story for the Wii U. It had a good solid three months, and then it fell off a cliff. I
1: fucking
2: <laughs> did, hate did it, the <laughs> Wii U so much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> did it have a solid three months? That that was the problem with the Wii U. It, it it sort of trickled out, then the games really slowly come after that. The sad thing about that story is that. It is a it's got a fantastic suite of games. The
0: Pikmin three is something I swear by. Uh 3D World is great fun. Uh Captain Toad, adorable. Um and yeah, she's Woolly at World. the same time. Woolly World was not too bad as well. That was certainly something myself and the wife played in co op. There was there was some great and you know, you got to play remasters of uh some really high profile classic Zelda games. Like there was there was some cool things going on, but it was held back by a really poor console.
1: It was, yeah. I finished I one
2: it. game on the whole console the entire time I brought it, ever. Even though I played, like, Captain Toad and Yoshi's Woolly World, loved the games, but the idea of playing them, having to play it on that, that console, turned me off wanting to play the games I was enjoying. And I only managed mm. to force myself f- through Bayonetta 2 because I was such a um, fan of the first game. And that, basically the reason I got the Wii U was just for Bayonetta 2, so I was... I was like, I have to finish it because I brought this damn console for this game. But other than that, it's the only console I regret buying. (laughs) Do you still have it? No, I got rid of it. I traded in when I got my Switch. I put it towards that. I said, turn this junk into a good Nintendo console.
1: (laughs) Uh, I remember I had a broken leg and I'm I'm stuck in the chair, couldn't get up. I'm like, I'll play some uh, Black Ops 2. So playing through the campaign of that. And I get up to the... um, the dance floor level, and there's lights going everywhere. I'm like, this would be really cool. So I go to MeVerse to post a screenshot, and before the update, going to MeVerse could potentially freeze your console. So oh, okay. This so this time <laughs> it it froze. Well done. Nintendo. And what you've got to do, you've got to unplug it and plug it back in to unfreeze it. Like none of the buttons or anything oh, works. God. So I'm sitting in the chair of the broken leg, being, well, this is my day now. <laughs> if I got if I got up and turned on the PS3 or something I might be still playing a game but
2: <laughs> oh dear uh, no but uh,
1: I, I don't regret buying a Wii I was happy enough with uh, Mario Kart 8 and Smash Bros alone I'd like they're two of my favourite games those ones I think they're the best in their res- respective series and it um, having Mario Kart 8 on uh, Switch now and hopefully Smash Bros in a couple of months hopefully uh means I can pack up the Wii U. Mm. Yeah, mine, mine's
0: gathering dust, but uh, I, I'm happy with the time I had with it because of some of those games I mentioned before. And yeah, I even failed to mention Mario Kart and Smash as well. But um, and I'm sure there's some others that I probably forgot. Who who could think of the classics like Nintendo Land and all that sort of stuff? Like whew. I got Mario
2: Party, <laughs> what was it? Nine or ten? ten?
1: Uh, would have been ten, yeah.
2: Ten, I got that thinking this will be good. With the Wii U. Like, this will be a good party game. It was probably the worst Mario Party game. Ever. I d-
1: yeah, I don't know how they stuffed those up. So, they had Mario Party, which was meh. And they, had a, they didn't have WarioWare, but they had Game and Wario, which was just a few little mini-games. And he- you, they could have done an incredible WarioWare on the Wii U. That's what the mm-hmm. thing's made for.
2: But they put it on DS, didn't they? Or the, the last know, one?
1: No, there wasn't one on 3DS. The last one was mm. on Wii I think smooth moves oh, yeah Oh really it's been that long Yeah it's Ooh. been that long Yeah <laughs> Do you guys get into those uh the WarioWare games at all Um the I I think they've only
0: played one and that was Twisted the one for the Game Boy Advance the like we had oh, the yeah, gyro yeah. thing in the in the cartridge and you kind of tilted it around like there was some cool little things there like picking your nose Um
2: But if that's the GBA one that's the one I played also that's Yeah only one I, 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 I think played. I think that's the right one
1: um, yeah, there were two on GBA there was a normal one then there was the one with the WarioWare twisted but, uh, all I
2: remember is like a close up of his face on the I don't know couldn't tell you which one it was though
1: the one with the nose and the moustache yeah so, Yeah. There's
0: a, there's a lot of cool components to the, <laughs> there's a lot of cool components to the Switch so I would hope that they do look to bring it back in some way Like I mean WarioWare games are based around a gimmick whatever that gimmick happens to be, um, a f- particular feature of the the system it's on or whatever. There's plenty of those... I mean, thankfully, Nintendo's doing a pretty good job of using it at the moment, but there's there's plenty of gimmicky sort of features to the Switch. So if they can really take advantage of it, then they could make a
1: really, really good WarioWare game for the Switch. Yeah, for sure. I, I That's the game I, f- I think I want most, apart from Smash Bros. on the Switch, is a new WarioWare game. Especially if it's... Uh, like, you can play it just um handheld mode and also have like a sort of a party mode on the TV. I think that'd be really awesome. Yeah, cuz Bryce and I we used to just do like competitive. Um I don't know how you do Oh wait, we yeah, we went for higher scores. That was lots of, that was a lot of fun. I just I just want to bring that back. <laughs> it's not about IP. There's there's
0: cool things they can do with it. Um it's just a matter of whether they can really get the creative juices going
1: and make it happen on the Switch. Yeah. So, Dylan, I've got a question I want to ask you, mm. you being Mr. Trophy Man over on Platinum Explosion. <clears throat> sure. Uh, Nintendo Switch has, has no achievement system. Um, would you want to see an achievement system on Switch or or are you just you're too engrossed in sort of the PlayStation trophies?
2: No. Well, no, I do want one because I believe every <laughs> console and system should have an achievement-based system or something. And I don't need to... like. I have an Xbox. I have a PC. I haven't dived down the the road of Steam achievements or um, Achievos on my Xbox, but they're still nice to have. And when I play games on any, either of those systems, I still like seeing them pop up, and I still look at them and go, "Oh, what was that for? What was that little that little thing for?" So I still look at them. But because I'm committed to the the PlayStation trophy ecosystem, that's where I spend all my time, the hashtag trophy hunting or whatever you wanna. Call it. Um, if Nintendo... I think Nintendo has a... Like, they're missing opportunity to come out and probably put out the best... They could put out the best uh, achievement, whatever system, of all of them, if they did it right, I think. Like, I don't know what you call it. it. Coins?
1: Yeah. They could have it mean a little bit more, I guess, couldn't they? Because on, on all the other platforms, it's sort of like, that's cool, but there's not really a huge payoff in-game.
2: Mm-hmm. I think they could come out with a system where you could redeem the stuff uh, for either virtual items and stuff or maybe even the real items. I'd say you could tie it into Club Nintendo back in the day, but of course now they've replaced that with... Whatever the new Crab. ones? Yeah, no, it's... Yeah, I don't know, the um, new thing, but...
1: Yeah, I forgot what it is too. My Nintendo, that's the one.
2: Yep, yeah, my Nintendo. So you could tie... you could. I would like to see them come out with a system tied into my Nintendo where your points could be redeemed for your little things. Like, I, off Club Nintendo, I redeemed, like, uh, like glasses-wiping uh, like cloths, <laughs> yeah. whatever they're called. The, the, the which, Link Cloths. Link Cloths, thank you. Which seems silly. It's like, oh, that costs, like, 5,000 points or something ridiculous. But if I could get Link Cloths for my glasses off Achievements playing my Switch game... That'd be cool. That's a little item. Yeah. It's really cool, and it's you don't need to go crazy. You don't need to be like, oh, x amount of points you can redeem a free Nintendo game, like because people will start abusing the system eventually and like playing the the, the, the equivalent Montana's of the, the Hannah Montana's on the the Switch. Of course, <laughs> that's the that's the worry that people get to straight away with uh, the points being redeemable for stuff. But you don't put those kinds of items on there. You put these small things that people might appreciate, and I think it's not drastic enough to draw in people to abuse the system, but even if they do, so what? They, they abuse all the Hannah Montana games, they get their, their link lops, and then what? You know, it's not the end of the world, so. Yeah.
1: All the companies are still getting money, so it doesn't really matter.
2: That's, yeah, true. Exactly. Mm.
1: Hey, what do you think, Paul? Um, no, I, I much agree with Dylan. Like, at the end of the day, um,
0: even if you do have that minority, and those people are a minority that really try it, would try and game it. So say, like, Dylan, we know you've got Hannah Montana trophies, but yep. um, <laughs> like the people who would try like take that even further where they 're gaming that so that they can win or like earn a prize or something at the end um, at the end of the day, like you said they' they're kind of they 're forking over money to Nintendo anyway, even if it 's a third party game there 's still a slice of that pie that goes towards Nintendo um, Nintendo still wins regardless mm. uh, they make more money probably on the sale of one game than it does for them to manufacture that lint cloth or or whatever it happens to be that they give away to a very small portion of people who've rigged the system. And then those who kind of play their games honestly, and well, not honestly, that like, but um, they're not playing it to kind of rig the system in any way, shape, or form. Um, they all benefit in time as well. And there's that sense of achievement that comes with it. Like, I, I did this and I got this thing from it, which is what underpins trophies and achievements, be it on Xbox and PC anyway, but you can come away with a tangible thing,
2: mm-hmm. um- which is an extra layer. Like, if you look at Mario um, Odyssey, I would love to go and collect all the moons. I haven't done it. That's something I would like to do. And if there was an achievement system built in where I could show off 100%, I got all the moons. Like, someone clicks on my profile, like, this guy got all the moons in Mario Odyssey. That's a more attractive reason to me and a lot of other people with the brains wired the way ours are to want to go and collect all the moons in that game. Because you can do it now and you can post a screenshot on Twitter or whatever like, oh here it is, I got all the moons, cool. I want that on my profile constantly. I want people to to see my, like another game I'd love to get all the achievements in would have been Golf Story because I played so much of that oh. game and I absolutely loved it. That was my top 10 games last year. If there was a trophy or achievement list equ- equivalent for that, I would have got or tried to get all the achievements on my Switch for that game because I like it that much. I would have just done it to show off how much I like that game. So I think it's a mismarket to not have achievements on Switch.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm the same way, but the only the only reason I'm all well, sort of happy at achievements or trophies aren't necessarily on Switch because when I first got my Vita, I got almost I got pretty much obsessed with trophies. And I was just like, oh what like I was doing what uh, you do a lot for like the, the challenges you do do over the at the uh, at the network and yeah I was only like oh what how many trophies are in this game or how do I get this platinum but when I come to like a Nintendo uh, console I'm like oh don't have to worry about
2: yeah, achievements yeah. or it's just the experience I, can just, I can just it's a play freeing the game, it's yeah. a freeing experience I I get what you mean because yeah. I do get to times where. I will be like, I really want to play this game. And I'm, my first reaction is to Google it to find out if there's missable trophies or the trophy difficulty. And sometimes I've been really pumped to sit down and play a game and I've not ended up playing it because I've looked at it and been like, oh, missable trophies. There's no guide yet. Uh, I'm not going to play this yet. So yeah, I understand what you mean. Like any time I play my Switch, it's just like, I'm just playing the game without ever thinking about it. So yeah, yeah. Lucky, that's the addictive personality m- thing.
1: Yeah, like in Mario Kart, I was going for like all, all the gold parts for your car and all the characters and all the unlocks, and that was almost like ticking off an achievement list, but you're actually getting things in game as well, yep. which I guess is a bit more rewarding since they can see that you've got a gold car and gold, was it Mario, if you do all the stuff, which is pretty cool.
2: But you can have both. Like, a lot of games, even yeah. on PlayStation, of course, they'll be trophies for unlocking a certain level or rank in a multiplayer shooter, and then you have that item or rank in game, but you still have the trophy to, to show off. Um, well, I still I, remember the original yeah.
0: Uncharted. So that came out to PS3, and that was in an era before yeah, yeah. trophies that actually existed. And I got a whole bunch of the... They were medals in-game, if I yep. recall. Yeah, medals. Yep. Um, and I got... The overwhelming majority of them I won't go as far as to say all But I got the majority of them I don't think I did crushing or any of that sort of stuff Because I'm a scrub But um, uh, Then trophies finally launched And Uncharted was amongst the first batch of games To kind of get those patches added to it To to improve that They never did it with Assassin's Creed And I still hate Ubisoft for it Yeah Um, But uh, Nowadays I don't want to go back to Anywhere near that awful Awful experience Um, Even in the collections the original no, game in the collection. The original game, no, oh, no, couldn't. couldn't the do original it.
2: game isn't even in the collection. And it's yeah. uh, the Ezio trilogy, so it's two. Oh, Brotherhood, Brotherhood and whatever uh, level, that one. other one, Revolution.
0: That's
1: the one. Yeah. Oh, there you go.
0: Um, yeah, but as soon as those trophies launched in the likes of Uncharted, and there was a few others as well, well, the first thing I did was go back and replay all those things and try and pop as many as I could. Yep. Um, there's there's that kind of carrot that like as one of you said, "We there's this thing in us that we kind of like to want to show off what we've achieved and what we've done and, and that thing there that kind of allows the you game to like compare. to show off. Yeah.
2: It's like a, it's a thing.
0: Um, so being able to compare to someone else, which is why I I get a little bummed whenever I jump on my PlayStation trophies and see Dylan's. I'm like, well, never getting there. Uh, I, I, can, I can never <laughs> beat my chest at any point unless he is far, <laughs> far away or, or dead. Um <laughs> Because, like, that's that's never a level I'm going to get to. But it is, like, within the, you know, little pockets of uh, other, you know, friendship groups that I'm a part of, that's kind of something they notice. I go, geez, how did you get that level? Like, how are you so high? What did you do to get that trophy? Blah, 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 blah. And then I go, well, I'm not all that high, but uh, you should see this guy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> at the moment, all it is is like, oh, you can see that I've put 400 hours into Breath of the Wild. You can't see anything else you've done in that game. It would be nice if yeah, like, yeah. you could oh, you've... Got you know fifty Korok seeds, hundred Korok seeds, hundred and fifty Korok seeds. Maybe I don't know. Beaten this divine beast, beaten all the divine beasts, beaten Ganon. Like you can actually see a log of what's happened in the game. But
2: you can look at a lot of these games and very easily just start to picture what the, the list layout would be for them. And you can picture just like clicking on your friend's profile because where it is now, it's just got Legends Elder, Breath of the Wild, four hundred hours. Next to that. Put in a little progress bar. That's the completed to the, the trophy percentage. And then just make it so you can just click on that and it opens up the achievement list. It's very easy. I can yeah. picture it right now. Nintendo, ring me. I'll do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think they've got a few more things to work out, though. Just um, you can't even message people, so I don't know where an achievement system All like right, get that from. voice
2: chat <laughs> fixed first and then uh, message system. Um, and, uh, maybe something else... Uh, and then the trophies list, yeah, that's right, yeah, S- yeah. still in there, still top, still top. Uh, what would you call um, it? Would you n- name it? I need names. What would you want it to um, be?
1: I would call it stamps. <laughs> I don't know that's <laughs> just the one I used on Wii U. <laughs> I figured it'd I be coins.
2: The- <laughs> yeah, my go-to was coins it was as well. And, that's and what I figured like to. that
0: even that structure even fits in with uh, something similar to what PlayStation's doing with trophies. Where you could have bronze, silver, gold coins. Yep. The Platinum coin is that... like, And whether they try and rip it off completely... Uh, look, Nintendo does weird and crazy things, so I'm sure they're not going to do a complete knockoff, but there's a there's a structure there that you can kind of follow and adhere to um, mm. and replicate, and it's a pretty easy one to achieve, so... Yeah, because yeah.
1: it sort of looked like they were going to go down the achievement route when they launched their mobile games like Fire Emblem and that. You can earn certain currency by doing certain things, so they were achievements, so... If you've done a certain thing, you might get a gold coin. If you do another thing, you might get a platinum coin. And those gold coins and platinum coins, you can spend them on different rewards. But it never came to actually, like, you know, proper Nintendo games outside of the mobile.
2: I'm going to be highly system. surprised if they don't patch it in. Because if it isn't patched in and it's not on their next console, I, I would just be lost. Like, I feel like it ha- it's just one of these things that you kind of have to have, I feel, to some extent.
1: Mm. It's sort of been too long at this point, though. Hmm. It feels like... Nintendo's like, late to
2: every party I've I've been at, so...
1: <laughs> Karen's <laughs> always right on time. You're halfway through your scotch and they rock up. Hey, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: I... Did you guys bring any topics? I've got one for you. And we've kind of half dealt with it a little bit, I guess. All right. Um, I was going to talk about what is kind of missing from the Switch. And... Not to just sit and rail on the switch, but like what sort of experiences be it be it some of this online stuff that we've spoken about, uh what sorts of games what what is it that we're looking for in the switch that would enhance the experience further for us, and i'm not yeah, I'm not um, talking about the release of like we know that smash is going to come along eventually, and it's going to be awesome, whether it's a remaster of what came before or a new one we like we so there's some inevitabilities around the whole thing, but what sort of thing is missing from that be it a Nintendo catalog or um, something that a third party could bring to the table what is it that's kind of missing from that Switch experience
1: I this is only like a little, a little tiny one but a lot of people wouldn't care about this but I would like to see some video streaming platforms come to the Switch like YouTube Netflix etc like, I don't think it will necessarily replace my PS4 from a media hub but sometimes when I'm just getting out of a game it's just easier to go into the Switch or bring the Switch with me to bed or whatever to play it's not a big one but that's one I would like to see I mean the whole thing for me um, and I don't
0: know Dylan if you've got something ready to go um, the whole thing I had in my head and it was something I've been thinking about in the last couple of days or so I, there's there's a lot of those zeitgeist games that are coming up at the moment now Nintendo's had a couple of those Breath of the Wild is a great example but we know what to expect from a Zelda game for the most part anyway so when, when someone who maybe doesn't own a Switch sees oh Nintendo's announced a new Zelda or a new Mario they've already got a decent idea in their head what it is and have probably made the decision already as to whether they want to buy it or not um mm. and you know there's a few that maybe get swung one way or the other based on what they do in the game but the overwhelming majority have already made up their mind um but i'm looking for that kind of thing from nintendo that's a little bit out of the box and splatoon was that last gen but it got launched on a platform that wasn't overly appealing as we discussed before. Um, it's kind of popped up in my head the last few days because we've had over this last console generation, I'm talking specifically about the PS4 and the Xbox One, we've had like Destiny kind of launched and it was, it had some warts, but for the most part, like it it took the world by storm Like that's all anyone wanted to talk about for weeks and months. The Division came along and maybe didn't quite hit to the same level, but it certainly generated similar sort of buzz and conversation. Destiny 2 did it. And now most recently, um, and I was playing it up until about an hour before we sat down to start recording, Monster Hunter is kind of generated the same sort of thing, and these are games that, like, you, you go to your IGNs or GameSpots of the world, and that is the main featured conversation of almost every little message board or forum on the internet because people are sharing ideas and discussing the things they found. And Zelda did that, but again, we kind of know what to expect from a Zelda. So I'm looking for something that would attract crowds to a swi- uh, to the Switch or the Nintendo platform in ways that their established IP haven't yet.
1: Hmm. Yeah, one one game I'd love to see sort of take on the multiplayer role a bit more uh, is hopefully going to be Metroid Prime 4. I know it's mainly the Prime series is known for its single player, but uh, I don't know if you guys played the DS game Metroid Prime Hunters. I dabble with Um, it a little bit. Yeah, Bryce and I have talked a lot about it on the show, but basically it had a multiplayer um, mode where you can play as eight hunters and they all have different abilities. And while it was a bit clunky on the DS, aiming with the touch screen or just the buttons, it was really well thought out, like the fact that you can choose your Hunter, they've got different morph forms, different bombs, different, yeah, different abilities, different weapons. Yep. And I think if they elaborate on that, put it on a platform that's going to make it look good, control good, and also have the install base, I think Metroid could potentially do something a bit more than if it's just sticking to the single
2: player. Um, hmm. Um, I know what you mean. I was gonna, I was gonna say so, so, something very similar to that poll. The, the because what when I think about Sony, people don't look at the the PS4 and go, oh, here's all these franchises that I know Sony have been making for their entire life. Oh, I'm not gonna buy a PS4 because it's just like the third or fourth or tenth iteration of that game. People can see something coming up like your Days Gone or your Detroit Become Human, anything like that, and go, oh, that's that's new. That's then new then new things. That's that's interesting, exciting. The the Switch at the moment, most of it's still less like Mario, Zelda, and I know this is kind of what Nintendo's like, but they it is Mario, Zelda, and what's coming out soon? Donkey Kong. Uh then you got a Yoshi game this year as well. You know, like it's just all the same stuff. And for the people who don't like that stuff from Nintendo, who well honestly probably don't listen to this show if you don't any people that don't <laughs> like that stuff probably aren't listening to this show. Um, but the people that, and they exist, that don't like those Nintendo franchises are looking for something new to grab them. And the last franchise or new IP they did put out was Splatoon. And although it is, I suppose, moderately successful now, and it's really popular on Twitch and all sorts of stuff like that, and by all accounts, great game, personally haven't played it, it didn't get a great start because it was launched on the the Wii U, <laughs> which was yeah, a console yeah. no one wanted to buy apart from Nintendo heavy fans, uh, yeah, the hardcore. Mm. So they they really do need to come out. I don't know if it's Nintendo or they get a third party, like they do a partnership, um, kind of like what they did with I'm uh, mental blanking on the the freaking the rabbits, uh, rabbits, oh, Ma- Mario and Rabbids King the battle, Mario and Rabbids King the battle. Great, that's exciting. That came out. I really, really liked that game. I haven't finished it because it got to a point where I was like, holy shit, this game just suddenly turned really hard and I don't know what happened. Like, this was this was really easy and then the difficulty switch. Um, but that was great. That was left field. That was an exciting partnership to see Nintendo team up with Ubisoft. We need to see more of that and we need them not to have their characters in it. Or something like that. You need Nintendo to get in bed with another developer to work on a new IP that isn't just solely coming from Nintendo. And it doesn't need, it needs to not have the Mario and stuff in it. You know, team up with Ubisoft again to do uh, a cool franchise from the ground up that could be Switch exclusive, but it's not, they're not bringing their own characters to bed. Just team up. You're like, cool guys, we've set the grounds now. Now we're going to come up with something cool, new and exciting that I can walk past on a, EB Games see it on a giant poster. Switch game that looks really cool. I'm intrigued in a Switch now. That's what you need people to to be doing. I and
0: think. even expanding on that, like uh, making like so you're talking about third parties establishing the right relationships with the right IP at the right time. So Monster Hunter, and I'll use that as the example because it is the fresh one. But it's be, I mean it's been big in Japan on the PSP for years. It came across the 3DS and the the Wii and the Wii U and still in the West, it never cracked. For some reason, whatever it is, Monster Hunter World has hit the mark here. Nintendo now needs to get back in Capcom Z and go, okay, so this thing is now talk of the town. People want in on this franchise. What can we do about getting, I don't know, Monster Hunter XX, I think was one that was released in Japan only for the Switch yeah, or yep. something like that. What can we? How, yeah. Let's get this into the West because at the moment it's these sort of games, it's these these shared world experiences, these ones that people can sit down and admittedly, that means Nintendo needs to fix their online system, which supposedly will happen <laughs> in what September or whatever it is that they're going to show off everything, which yeah, is a bloody long that's time. Saying. That's a long it's time ages to wait, away. <laughs> but, well, and that's only when they're going to talk about it, let alone when they roll it out. Yeah, but yeah. um, uh. If like they, these are the sorts of experiences that people are gravitating towards at the moment, and they need to get themselves one of them, and whether that is leveraging one of their own IP and Metroid is, I mean, we we think of Metroid typically as that isolating sort of experience. Maybe that is the IP though that they could make it work with if they can get if they can kind of harness that aspect, but keep the the isolating feel and like there's just there's there's. Things going on around you that maybe you can't control. Like I don't know how. I'm not a game designer. Whatever. But um, <laughs> like if they if they can uh, leverage the right IP and get people in the door, that's going to really help them. And then those who maybe put up a bit of a barrier to your Zelda's or Mario's or whatever because they said, hey, they're all the same or whatever it is. Well, they've got the platform. Maybe they'll go out and pick them up or you know it's on sale or whatever the case may yep. be. And they change their opinion and maybe they become another one of the Nintendo Hardcore. And mm-hmm. not that we're trying yeah. to build some you know all-encompassing army, but you know perception is reality, and at the moment there's a bunch of people out there that perceive these Nintendo IP in a certain way and need to have a reason to join the platform and then try them out again to potentially change their mind. And maybe they won't, but yeah.
1: Yeah. you'll never like, know until you try. Uh, it. Last year especially, they, they had done a good job of trying to sort of bring more people in whether it was completely changing the format of Zelda uh, bring, giving people the Mario game they wanted and also uh, they, they did bring out ARMS last year which did not set the world on fire but it was a, a good start to bring in a new IP from a developer at, at the company <laughs> that <laughs> that uh, oh, I forgot what I was going to say now like a, a, a young young developer that's yeah. uh, not just Mario Zelda but uh, pokemon whatever it may be to their credit yeah. nintendo in recent years and some of it did begin on the
0: wii u but to their credit they have looked to explore new ip in recent years we you know we just spoke about splatoon and, and arms and and the you know xenoblade got its first gig there and i mean that's that's a big open world jrpg and there's three of them yeah there. like that's that's awesome um yeah. and uh there's captain toad and I mean Luigi's Mansion's kind of dating back to the GameCube now but if they, they there's room for them to do a little bit more with that I firmly believe that is something that could work with Labo. Let's let's put that backpack on uh, the vacuum on your back and go <laughs> for it. Like more that's more of an experience not a core game but um
2: You just sold me on Labo by the way. Like I I was I wasn't in but I'm in.
0: Can you imagine waving <laughs> you that vacuum it around? You just put I the, can now I hadn't thought you of put that. Put the, and now I'm the, like the Joy-Con in the end with the IR sensor out and you're swinging it around and sucking up uh, ghosts
2: you've sold me if, that's, if that becomes a real thing I'm there <laughs> that's great <laughs> yeah I think I just sold myself um,
0: Pokemon Snap make me a camera let's do it
2: um,
0: yeah look I think it's, it's getting, the, getting in bed with the right companies the right developers and getting the right IP on your platform at the right time and they seem to be on the right track because they are responding to feedback. There was you know, years and years where people said Nintendo is not listening to its consumers; they keep putting out the same things over and over, and sales are diminishing. Um, yeah, and and that's right too. And then Breath of the Wild happened, and they they kind of they took notice—not of not necessarily what people were saying, though I'm sure they probably did as well. But they looked at some of the current trends in the industry and said, "Okay, we can we can make one of these, but we can still do it our quirky Nintendo different way." And they found the sweet spot. And it's one of the like it's the highest selling Zelda game in Japan already and it's uh, you know, flying off shelves still. And Zelda games normally tail off pretty quickly. They they start off like a house on fire, but then they tail off really quickly, and that's not happening in this case, and that says something. Mario always sells, but you know, people are thrilled yeah, with what they it got. At,
1: what was the at last time? Nine million copies sold worldwide. Like that's that's nuts yeah. for a system that sold 14
0: yeah the attach rate's massive so if the, yeah. it, like they, they've got to listen to their audiences and if they and pay attention to what other audiences are going for and try and attract those people over
1: hmm. you know like what, what you said earlier about going to f- third parties and getting them to make them like exclusives I feel I feel like a lot of third parties wouldn't really be interested in that because they can just make their own game and put it on all consoles rather than just take Nintendo's money and go with it from there. But uh, taking their i taking their IP, I think, is sort of the the excitement. Like, like when when Ubisoft says gets said told them that they can um, play with Mario. Mario. Yeah, they'll that, be. I I would imagine they'll be just over the moon yep. if they just went to them said, "Make us a game about a I don't know, make us a rabbit's exclusive." I don't think they'll be as excited.
2: Yeah. Um, I feel like uh, you've got, uh, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but you know the guy who was making a bunch of those Ubisoft, like not indies, but those those indies inside, uh, like Child of Light and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. whoever makes that, whose name I can't pronounce because I'm pretty sure it's like French and I would, would, I'd gibber it, that person, those types of creatives have all these fantastic ideas. And even though they're inside the company, they're still being told, mm, maybe not maybe not maybe not but then someone like that could take Ninte- risk maybe nintendo could risk money on those sorts of ideas would it pay off i don't know but i feel like they need to make they're, they're at the time where they need to make those sorts of those sorts of risky ideas or plays especially if in-house at nintendo it's just the same sort of people for a very long time because you know what the 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 japanese culture and stuff like that is it's it's the the inside of nintendo doesn't change often as as much as other companies it's people stay there longer the types of ideas that are kicking around inside that company are being not stale but like similar for longer periods of time than i feel like other companies are so having going to someone else or even just coming to America or somewhere else like that and hiring a whole bunch of new people, which wouldn't happen because it's a Japanese company and that would never happen, but something like that to refresh and kick some f- fresh air inside there, I, f- I feel like would help a lot when they're trying yeah. to start a new IP, specifically. Hmm.
1: Like, That'd
2: they don't well, need was- help with Mario. They're fine. They know <laughs> yeah. what they're doing. <laughs> Odyssey 2, on the way yeah. next year. Yeah, they've they've got it. It's it's fine, Yeah. <laughs>
1: because uh, the, the the teams that have made Odyssey and all that they they are younger teams and you are sort of seeing that uh, freshness in the IP especially like back in the Wii days I don't know if you if you're like me and you're just sick of you're seeing all the Wii sports Wii fit whatever so like, that's fine that's for the audience have found but when it's new Super Mario Bros Wii and uh, the list goes on throughout maybe yeah, even yeah. the DS where it sort of just becomes stale and the Wii U I think the Wii U was just the perfect amalgamation of the Wii worked, let's do it again, but we don't have a hook or any magic to it this time. <laughs> and uh, that, it, especially with the Wii, I feel like it, it's really hard to make a Nintendo console sell so bad. I don't know how they've done it, but they done it.
2: <laughs> it reminds pretty- me of... Uh, their, their Wii U play reminds me a lot of Sony when they did the PS3, which was... Sony comes out of PS2 feeling so on top of the world and full of themselves that they release the PS3 at the ridiculous price and they're like, oh, everyone will buy it because we're the best and da 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 And then everyone's like, for years, like, Sony, you freaking suck. No one likes you anymore. And they're like, uh... Then they get backed into a corner and they have to, like, fire a bunch of people and, you know, punch punch their demons out and be like, we're kind of crappy people. Why did we do that? And then they come back and they they, they they fix up from there. Nintendo was on top of the world, like... Well, not on top of the world, but just making a hell of a lot of money... Off the Wii, and they're like, "Well, this thing sold one trillion billion trillion copies. Let's just put out the same thing, and people will buy it again." Like, "Ha ha ha, that's funny!" Like, everyone will buy it again. And then they they got screwed over because people were like, no, "This thing's kind of crap. It's, it's not great." So yeah, yeah. I still think there's there's a prestige,
0: and whether it's the uh, with the third parties, there's a prestige around. Um, Having that, and I know the the Nintendo seal of quality is not really a big thing anymore, but there's there's still a bit of a carryover from that. Releasing a game on a Nintendo platform still means a lot. So to your point before, if um, whether it's a multi-platform release or something that's exclusive, um, there is something to that, and it means a lot. Maybe not necessarily to the gamer, but it still means a lot to a developer. There's like Nintendo is in the hearts of an overwhelming majority of the number of developers out there. Being able to release their game on a Nintendo platform means a lot and it'd be great for them and, of course, the fans in turn for more of these franchises to make their way across. And, of course, there's limitations with the hardware. But um, I think about that Monster Hunter opportunity and they have things that are just releasing in Japan and it's a perfect... Perfect opportunity right now to, all right, let's strike with the war, irons hot. Let's get this thing localized, get it into the uh, get it into the west, whilst Monster Hunter Fever is kind of at its peak and well, hopefully not peak. I hope this thing keeps growing and growing, but um, let's entice a few of those PS4 and Xbox One owners that found this new I well to them new IP that you know is taking them by storm. Let's get them over, try out a new console. Try out some new uh, some new franchises they may not have messed around with before, and everyone kind of wins yeah. in the meantime because it is that <laughs> that prestige thing for mm-hmm. for the developers.
1: I feel like Nintendo must be kicking themselves. They've had Monster Hunter exclusively on their platform for years, Then when it goes over to the other two platforms, it just explodes. Thing is, They're it, it came like... over to a Nintendo
0: platform when Nintendo platforms were a bit of a joke.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, especially when they when they had, when they had a, was it was was it Monster Hunter. Trying? Three ultimate, three yeah. ultimate was it? Yep. Yeah. So they had that, and you know, no one really had a Wii U then, and they didn't particularly care. I, feel I remember I was interested in it back then, but never really gave it a go.
2: With the even with the 3ds one, um, which I knew a whole heap of people that would gather together and sit around a table and just all play that together. The re- I feel like even that and the 3ds great console. But at the time, as Paul said, the, the name Nintendo was still a bit of the joke because the Wii U was out at the time. So, like, yeah. when that's your 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 Premiere in front, your main console, even if you've got this handheld that's by it's great, it's like if your main thing's a joke to a lot of people and by, like, people that own PS4s, Xbox, PC players, most of the people I knew, then Nintendo was a joke for for those several years when the Wii U was out. It was just a big joke. Like, it's, Nintendo's dead. Like, what is this? Tupperware crap. You know, like... <laughs> so it, and and that kind of turns people off playing the handheld as well, I feel like, to a degree. Um I still owned a three DS. I played a lot of three DS, had a lot of fun with it, but a lot of people wouldn't buy Nintendo stuff because they thought Nintendo was this crappy kids kids gaming console. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah. affects yeah, people.
1: Like i like it it done well on three DS, but it just it's nowhere near how it was now. Was it is Capcom's best selling game? What, fastest shipped? fastest yeah okay
2: doesn't surprise but, me
1: that's insane but I mean that says a lot
0: given that this is the same company that has Resident Evil and most importantly Street Fighter in its catalogue
2: yeah, yeah. Um, um, no joke my opinion on the Monster Hunter thing though is it just it came out at the perfect time and I feel like that has a lot to do with it like it there's did. nothing else out there's nothing else out and it comes out like if you didn't care about Dragon Ball or Shadow of the Colossus around the time the last, the, the majority of this year has just been Monster Hunter. And what else are you going to play?
1: Mm. Especially compared to those games, you can really sink your teeth into it as well. Yep. You can play it for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours.
2: If you're someone who's like, I don't have the money to buy heaps of games, and I'm going to buy one every two to three months... Monster. You look at Monster Hunter and you go, "That's where my money. That's where my money is going." It's not going on Shadow of the Colossus for a couple of hours on my PS4. It's not going on this Dragon Ball game. I don't like fighting games. It's not going on X, Y, Z. Monster Hunter can supply me with thousand plus hours of content. I'm buying that. I don't know if I'll like it, but I like the way because a lot of people do think about that like dollar to hour thing. So it's worth my money. It's worth it. It's got the hours. I'll try it. Mm.
0: And the cool thing is, Nintendo. Uh, in terms of that particular franchise sony and microsoft have now done all the legwork for nintendo that franchise is a thing in the west make it happen guys <laughs> like they can <laughs> they they twist a few arms and it it's now a big thing over here thanks to the work that other companies have done but nintendo could just pull a few strings and grease a few palms and there we go we're like it's not necessarily exclusive to nintendo platforms again i'm sure we'll see a monster hunter world 2 or something to that effect But the IP is bouncing between different platforms, there's releases on Nintendo ones, and hell, the the ability to play Monster Hunter portably, which obviously you could already do, but to those who only just got their first taste of it in the world, the fact that I can play whatever this next Monster Hunter game is on my Switch, be it XX or something else that comes afterwards, um, I can take it with me and keep playing, and then maybe come back and pop it in, in the dock and keep going or pick up Monster Hunter World 2 and keep going like they can just completely consume themselves in this franchise and have a blast with it and there's there's the potential yeah. for more, more franchises to do the same sort of
1: thing yeah it's one of those games where it is Monster Hunter World not coming to Switch is a little bit disappointing because just knowing how grindy and how many hours you need to put into it it's kind of ideal for Switch just put it on the TV while just hunting the same monster again and again to try and get different drops it seems like to me, it seems a bit much just to have it on the TV all the time. So I, I, dare, I dare say the Switch would help with that if it comes to that. Mm.
2: My my last... I don't know if it's a hot take as for, like, n- number one thing I'd like to to see Nintendo do for the Switch. Oh, here we is, go. Hot takes on the show. <laughs> I don't know if it is a hot take because I know it's, it's something else p- people talk about as well is cancel the DS. I, I no, use right. my yeah. Switch as a handheld... of the time. I've played it docked two, three times. Everything else, I've played handheld. I've played all of Odyssey handheld. I've played all of the Zelda I've played is all handheld. I've docked it to play Mario Kart, and that is it. So, when I see all these games that I'm interested in coming to DS still... I, my mind, cause it just thinks of the, the Switch as a handheld cause that's the way I play it, is like, why? Can you just put these on the console I play? I still own a DS, but I want to play them on my Switch. I want to get this Detective yes. Pikachu game. I want to play it on my Switch. I would sell both my, I was nearly going to sell all my three DSs. I own two. I sold one the other week. I was going to sell my other one cause I'm just like, I've, I've touched this thing in so long. And then they announced Detective Pikachu and I watched the trial. I'm like, God damn it. Now I have to keep one of these damn 3DSs around so I can play Detective Pikachu. But I could sell it and play Detective Pikachu if they just just can it. I I, I know it's not going to happen because they've got the install base. That's like obviously the the biggest thing. It's like so many 3DSs out there and they can put out a game and people are going to buy it. But that's my dream. My dream thing is just they just go Switch is the Nintendo console. The Nintendo console. There's not the handheld and a thing. Everything. I think yeah. we're pretty
0: close to
1: that. No, um, I think they I think they actually said in an investors meeting that uh, Nintendo aren't going to be developing brand new software for it now. I think it's going to be oh, like stuff like happy. Detective Pikachu, which has been out in Japan for a year or so. So they're just basically translating it and bringing it over now. Well, yeah, these are kind of the dregs that are coming over now. Yeah, so you got Without to Without wanting a to sound
0: of... horrendously disrespectful
1: to you know, <laughs> Metroid <laughs> yeah. and,
0: uh, and Detective Pikachu, but they are kind of the dregs now. Mm. Um, well,
1: last I'd... year, I think we saw the the last of the brand new software coming out because I dare say Nintendo was like, is this thing going to work or not? The Switch? We don't know. It might be another Wii U. Um, obviously, the Switch has been their most successful console from the, the gates so far. So, And they I, haven't I even they had a Pokemon release on it yet. Yeah, exactly. Well, a core Pokemon. But,
2: um, yeah. as Mr. Nintendo, how how would you how do you feel about that? Because obviously, I'm I'm here as someone who plays Switch, but I'm not ai like that's not my my main console. Would is ditching the the DS li- library and just going full in on Switch is is that fine by you?
1: Yeah, that's good. Um, I yeah. think it's it is it is a bit sad saying saying goodbye to the DS because you've had the DS and the 3DS around for about
2: very long time.
1: It's over. It. It's a decade and a half, actually. If you count the first DS and the three DS line together, it's been a long time. But they've got a good thing going with the Switch, having all of their effort going into one system. So you'll see a lot more games from Nintendo, I think. So that's that. That's a good thing. Um,
2: yeah, because I, I feel like if you if if you can kind of layer a cake of if you can the the DS and you you count the DS games. I say DS, but I'm talking about 3DS. Obviously, if you count the DS games as like the middleware of the games, and then the the, the main switch, like your your Breath of the Wild, there's like their triple A, and then their double A could be these games that they were already kind of designing as as DS. They're like your your double A ones. Um, and then you've got your your A, which would be their nindies they're bringing over now. And I feel like having that, like, here's your triple A Nintendo games, here's your double A Nintendo games. Like they're not the the big ones. They're your the ones that would go to handhelds. And then here we've also got all these these indie games being made by third publishers coming over. That makes me happy to have that that nice mix. You know, it's like if yeah, they put out sure. a, a proper triple A Metroid, and then on the same console you've still got your side scrolling. Double A, or how however one you want to word it, Metroid on the same console. You're not like, here's my my main Metroid on my Switch. Here's my step down Metroid on my my 3DS. Just all on the same console.
0: And, I mean, whilst yeah. whilst I don't think they'd ever consider them to be uh, step step down, but I know you were just kind of using that yeah I was trying that to, word. Yeah, um, I think like I absolutely agree. Like I, you know, there's people clamoring for say your 2D top down Zelda's. Yeah, They're you, my favourite um, link to the Link Between They're Worlds sort of like. style experience and the fact that there's a possibility we could getting be getting both of these styles of experiences, your Breath of the Wilds and your Link Between Worlds on the same system is fantastic.
2: I like home menu, I switch between a, a top down Zelda and I go back into Breath of the Wild, like all on the same thing. That just that picturing that makes me happy.
1: Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I really hope they don't get rid of sort of the top down Zeldas and the three or two D Mario's. Neither. I don't want to my- see them disappear. They love it Want to see a much. really
2: hot take? Want to see a really, really hot take while I'm on the Nintendo podcast?
1: All right, I'm ready. I'm ready for a hot take.
2: You ready for this? Favourite Zelda game is a GBA one. Mm-hmm. Try and guess it. Minish Cap, the only one? Minish Cap, correct. <laughs> that is my favourite Zelda it game is, of all time. It
0: is a gem, that
2: game. It is the Absolutely, best. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I want more like that. I even like Spirit Tracks, the top down... I
1: really like Spirit Tracks I didn't like Phantom Hourglass uh, oh, yeah, well, I feel
2: like people hated both though Didn't they? Like it was like Everyone just hated For some reason All those ones Or did people like Spirit and hate Phantom? I can't uh, remember how Maybe it I do Okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just hated going back To that same temple Again and again redoing the same stuff That wasn't It wasn't even fun The first time Let alone having to redo it You know Three times That first room
2: But you could talk to your console.
1: You you could you could blow you could blow. (laughs) No no no. You
2: you don't cheat and blow in the microphone. You actually (laughs) speak to it. You got to get in the zone with the games. You know, say what it wants you to. It's It's part of the experience. A bit of a rub the hand on. (laughs) Um, But I I would love those (laughs) those those Zelda games. Say the Phantom Hourglasses and the the top down Zelda ones. They're they just they're on the Switch store. They're not cheaper than they, they normally would be. Still charge 60 or 40 bucks or somewhere around there, maybe 40. Chop it down it a bit need, if you can make it. It doesn't
1: need to be cheaper than $80. Yeah.
2: So maybe the $60 sounds about right. It's a, it's a little bit cheaper than your, your full price Switch game, but it's still, it's still up there and it's not like, oh, but when this was on a DS, it was a full price game. Um, hmm. I'd like to see that. That, that. That's what I'd like to see the most. Yeah, so
1: would I. Did you guys, um, did you guys give Blossom Tales a go on Switch?
0: Not yet, but that's the one that's very much of a Zelda style experience, right? Like much
1: like yeah, so, uh, Link,
0: to, Link to the Past.
1: Yeah, so it's it's almost um they really are not afraid that it's like Zelda, so it's got it's got your hearts, it's got upgrades, items. It's, you pretty much play it exactly like you play a Link to the Past. But what I really liked about it is the, the dungeons were really really fought out like they'd be in a Zelda game, but the game, it took me about 13 hours, so it's not a huge game to get through. It sort of just gives you like a really nice condensed Zelda game and you're done. Yep. That's what I... Because like a lot of indie games, they sort of... They don't really, might not get the, the Zelda feeling right or it goes too long or whatever, but this one gave me the same feeling as I would in A Link, a Link, uh, Link Between Worlds or A Link to the Past where I'm actually really enjoying... Uh, exploring the land and that, that's one of the things I like most about Zelda so I was really surprised when they actually captured the same feeling I thought it was awesome
2: I haven't seen this at all is it how much is it is that uh,
1: $20 yeah $20 yeah
2: nice I'll have to I'll chuck it on the wish list keep my eye on it
1: yeah yeah no it's, it's definitely worth it I had a bit of a back and forth with the um, the writer of the game on Twitter and he's he's always happy to sort of just chat about it. it oh, really? is the story too.
2: like is the story interesting enough, or is it kind of like because uh, Zelda story is there, but I wouldn't say it's a unless you dig into the the lore more. A Zelda story, a lot of the times, just it, you're an adventurer, go here, defeat thing. Is the story in this game a bit more elaborate?
1: Uh, not necessarily. It's fairly by the numbers, but the way they set up the story is really cool. So basically, you're you're two kids, and there's a grandpa basically just reading them a story. So when you go into the game, you get to a a temple for example when the text comes up and it's basically the grandpa describing to the kids what's happening in that story so the whole story is just a book being read by the grandpa pretty much can, can, oh, oh, cool. I, was,
0: I was hoping that that'd be uh almost the based on what you were starting to sell me there i was hoping to be the the unreliable narrator sort of thing where he starts telling stories like no grandpa that's not how it goes I, I was,
2: was it how loved, i met your no, mother <laughs> with zelda sort of are
1: awesome. <laughs> there are a couple of scenes like that where oh, good. it reverses you're like oh oh okay this so oh, really? it does cool things with that, but you know, you, there's a, there's an evil wizard, and eventually you go and beat him. That's what that's the story. So it's not super different necessarily, but I appreciate how they presented it. It was really cool. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> do you uh? <laughs> do you have another topic, Dylan? Or
2: um, I was just going to chuck out random uh, franchises that you would like to see revitalized. By Nintendo brought to the Switch. My two go tos are one, I want a Golden Sun game.
1: Yep. Ooh, yep.
2: Number two, I want a Pokemon the trading card game. Like a okay, proper one. Yep. Like the G like the Game Boy the Game Boy one, which was yeah. really good, and they, they haven't touched that since. Well, as I far actually, as I'm aware they haven't touched that I since. I actually
0: thought there was something in the Pokemon trade like uh, what was it it was the three DS I think where they released the yeah it was courtesy of the virtual console for the three D S. They put the original trading card game they up did. on the store and I thought, Yep. Oh, this is an opportunity. Like they they, they you know, they're teasing. It sold really well. T- I remember seeing a story where
2: remember seeing a story where people it was like, Oh, it's selling really well for like a couple of weeks and I was like oh it's selling well. <laughs> Where's the news? But of course, I that mean, was in there, the era when an... Nintendo
1: didn't listen to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> there's an app on iPad where you can play it, but it's not a big elaborate RPG or yeah. anything. Did too.
2: you play this? Um, the tra- the trading card game one.
1: A-, a little bit. I didn't. I didn't play
2: because it was really it. cool. Because it had, uh, like, it wasn't just playing matches and stuff. It was an actual story, and you would yeah. walk around this world, and that's why I, I really enjoyed it. It wasn't like oh you download the magic the gathering app on your phone or you download the yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh app on your phone and you play matches it felt like a a real world in which this event to battle and become really good at the the card game basically replaced the 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 league and that was towards the end of the game but it was down to earth in alternate reality where pokemon the trading card game was such a big like olympic event and it's just mm. oh, I really enjoyed that that part of it. Yeah. So I'd love it's cool, one. Cause it
1: Cool it actually looks like a mainline Pokemon game.
2: Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's it's weird on the the thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Golden Sun of I think is a underrated uh, RPG that is seemingly forgotten, and I would like to see revitalized.
0: It was a weird one because there was lots of people who swear by, in particular, the first two entries. Yeah, and then first what, was two the, what, was the, what was the third one called? Was it? I have Dark no Moon. idea. I'm, it was dark was it- something. I don't think it was dawn? Dark Moon though, because I feel like I'm thinking of Luigi's it's a dark Mansion. Dawn? <laughs> dark dawn. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, like and that. that one just didn't yeah. like. It was well received, but not quite to the same level. And I, I feel like that did the franchise a little bit of a, a knock. Um, mm. But that was developed by Camelot, is that right? Yeah, and they seem to be finding their own feet again. There's, they're, they're developing a few titles for the Switch and. And like they're they're a company that almost since the release of that third Golden Sun game, which Dark whatever it was, um, they they went really quiet. And I thought, okay, look, it's probably franchise over. Maybe that's the company done. I, I wasn't too sure about what was going, you know, their inner workings or anything. Not too much got out. But um, with them starting to fire up, I've, I'm actually the same mind as you, Dylan. I think there's the possibility that, or the look, that franchise should come back. Put it simply. <laughs>
2: I feel like if Project Octopath Traveler and does really well, that kind of bodes well for that genre on the Switch especially because we obviously haven't had um, a game like that on the Switch. You've got games like that on DS, like, you, of course, Bravely Default and stuff like that, but you haven't had the, that genre hit the Switch yet until Octopath. Not AAA. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. One game I would really like to see, um, you might even have less chance than Golden Sun, but I'd love to see Earthbound slash Mother oh come back. <laughs> like, uh, just just the goofiness I think would be a real nice change of pace compared to a lot of RPGs uh, these days. Yeah, um, there's a lot that are ultra serious, and um, yeah,
0: Earthbound back in the, even back in the, its time was. Adored for that change of pace.
1: Yeah, just just being re- just almost silly. <laughs> um, I mean, look at the moment we're still
0: going to get the bloody Mother Three thing across to <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. a platform yeah. of some sort. But I don't know. We'll see what happens in the coming months, I guess. But um, there there's there's always little teasers. I know there's that Mother Four. Um, fan project I don't know kind of where that's at at the moment it's been cooking for years I thought it was meant to be out quite some time ago but um, to see a, an official Nintendo published game from that franchise would be enormous and see it actually make it to the west would be huge
1: yeah like, but in the event that they don't they'll it just sometime.
0: they'll just make the main playable character um, playable in Smash Brothers and we'll all just wonder what if
1: <laughs> so that's what they've been doing for the last how long has it been yeah 15, far too long 20 years yeah. yeah the last one was on Game Boy Advance in Japan so yeah Mother 3 so oh boy mm, actually, and the other one I was thinking of was just what we talked about at the start of the show but WarioWare I want to see WarioWare on Switch
2: yeah I think that's a high chance though or a lot yeah, higher like, than the other oh, games we've mentioned at least
1: I <laughs> hope <laughs> it's a high chance on Mother yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: I've got one, um,
0: and I think it's uh, certainly of everything that we've mentioned there. It'll be the one that's had a release most recently, but I'd really like to see a properly developed, fully fleshed out Kid Icarus game, and and I and I really yes. wish I could see it. like. And, and there was something I drafted way before I even started at Player Two that I put together, but it was like my my concept of what um, a a three D action adventure, almost you know, very Zelda style, but you know, not too close because obviously they've already got their Zelda. Um, that that Zelda style Kid Icarus experience could be, and I, I just I still look. I don't really remember the the nitty gritties of the the article now. I'll have to dig around and try and find out the the old Microsoft Word piece because the article I wrote it for is now dead. But um, uh, sorry, the website that I wrote for is now dead. But uh, Rip. I yeah, <laughs> but I swear <laughs> by by that piece. I I, I th- and that franchise. I feel like the the potential is there for that franchise to do some incredible things and at the moment it's kind of this, this oh, I wouldn't go quite as far as say goofy but it's this knock off of um, what we come to associate with 3D action adventure games and I think it could be so much more than that and they've just got mm-hmm. to get the right team on board I feel like it's the sort of thing and this was one of the things I suggested in the piece I think it should be developed by Retro and the fact that they have not announced anything yet just means that that it's kept that thought in the back of my brain that come on can it be retro please um i think they could do them or anyone else um could do incredible things with that ip there's there's so much to it yeah. and it's very what different you, to what, what else did there is. what do
1: you think of um
0: uprising of the three, uprising on 3ds uh shouldn't have been on the 3ds in short it was yeah. just too clunky and cumbersome but uh there was a nugget of something really really good there
1: Mm. and it was still quite good for what it was yeah going leading up to it I I, I was was keen for it I wasn't over the moon about it but uh, Pitt's my in Brawl he was my favourite favourite Smash character so actually him getting a game getting a voice I was pretty keen to play it and um, I actually like absolutely adored the game Um, I know the the controls weren't great but uh, I, I think i Got over them, and I sort of really enjoyed the story. Enjoyed the sort of on rails gameplay. Um, I la- I loved the voice acting and sort of the the charm that game had. So ever since then, I've been wanting a a sequel to come out. And if it's what you're describing, a sort of a more open, sort of exploratory game, sort of like the the original, um, yeah, that would be bloody awesome. I mean, <laughs> to what
0: the 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 degree in which you can explore, I don't know. I mean, I, I could very easily see the game working in a more linear God of War sort of style, without the blood and guts, obviously, but uh, <laughs> not that more linear sort of experience. But I could also see it working in your Breath of the Wild st- style, very open, even traditional Zelda sort of experience, which is far more open. Um, there's scope for them to do a lot with that IP, and th- there's nothing really out there that exists in a similar genre. I guess the closest yeah, yeah. in terms of kind of angels and stuff, and this is a real stretch, the closest is probably Darksiders. Um, and that's still yeah. that's still miles apart in terms of its <laughs> setting and those sorts of things. It, but even yeah. that is still miles away from what Nintendo was achieving with Kid Icarus. So it's something that could re- be really quite unique as well.
2: Mm. I, I was going to check out Platinum Games makes Kid Icarus.
0: Oh yeah, Ooh. I mean they've got the chops.
2: Just think about yeah. the bayonetta sequences where you're just flying through the air, constantly fighting stuff around you. But Kit, but with Pit and like less. Violence, obviously, more cartoony yeah. or whatever you want to describe it, but that's that ver- that version that excites me. Um, that kind of game,
1: yeah, just like Medusa with huge boobs and just.
2: just well, we d- a- no one no <laughs> one took us there. Like the Platinum can make it without the the boobies.
0: <laughs> we can, uh, they can but they, can, they want to? PG version of, of can, Bayonetta.
2: I was thinking of the gameplay chops. Less yeah, the yeah. visual flair. <laughs> well no, some of the visual flair, but PG. <laughs> the potential's there. Yeah.
1: I guess they ma- they made Cora and they didn't make her boobs just flap it flap everywhere. So yeah, it is they can
2: possible. manage. They can hold yeah. back when necessary. You know, it's fine. <laughs> no, By the way, I... um, did anyone has anyone here played Bayonetta one or two on Switch?
1: Not I... on Switch, Adam. Not on Switch. No.
2: Okay. Yeah, because I I. I played them both and where you loved it i want to pick them up on switch i just haven't had a chance to ask anyone who's played it if they run um great or not i've heard nothing bad so i'll assume not but... i've
0: i've heard they're running perfectly on the on the system great that's so what i want to hear sounds good i think it'd be good what i have discovered recently though my mate damo who's on patched for the player two he's had a horrible time trying to get his hands on a copy um JB was uh, completely sold out. EB tried to pick it up there, and they weren't doing even um, pick up in. Uh, was it uh, what's you know pick and collect or whatever it is? They pick up in store sort of yep, stuff. They they yep. just weren't prepared to play ball because there's just not enough copies out there. So he had end up having to well not stoop, but he had to turn to Amazon Australia to get it done. And I mean, we don't think of them as a big games no. retail in Australia yet, so.
2: I like hearing this because I love that franchise and I, I want three I want four I want five I want six I want I want more of them they're great keep making them Pick, go buy sell out all the copies of Bayonetta good job people good job
1: <laughs> they probably only got one first door or something yeah, yeah could be that, that let's be optimistic about it though they're
0: selling millions <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't hurt my
0: feelings
1: yeah absolutely so it's, it's sold more than uh, Mario Odyssey
2: yeah damn right they did <laughs> easy done yeah,
1: god damn right they did <laughs> <laughs> uh, alright guys we've come to an hour and a quarter so I think I'll end the show there uh, thank you very much for coming on guys thanks uh, for having us no problem yeah, it was great give us all your plugs we'll start with Dylan
2: uh, you can check out uh, all my stuff at the Explosion Network. That's explosionnetwork.com. We have the PlayStation Podcast that we already mentioned, Platinum Explosion, and then there's a couple of podcasts. And if you're listening to this uh, in time, Saturday, come watch our stream. We'll be watching we'll be announcing more shows at twitch.tv slash explosion network. You can follow my personal Twitter, Viva V I V A L A D I L on Twitter. You can follow Explosion Pod Explosion Pod that's on Twitter. Do I do good? Do good Good job. You did good. You had that down. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you, Paul? Uh, so, you
0: can find me at Player2. The website is player2.net.au. Um, the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash player netau. And me, uh, Paul James p 2 on Twitter. Um, I post links to basically everything I do, be it written or in video form. So, please go and check those out.
1: Yeah. Go and check them out. The great uh, Australian... Content for for your eardrums and your eyeballs, and you can find our Twitter, Discord, and everything our guests have uh, just said down in the show notes below. And uh, we're going to finish today, like we finish every episode, with Nintendo Jukebox. This week is A for Norts Shine Get, which is a catchy little eight bit tune. Dylan Court, just as you uh, come into the chat. <laughs> 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 All right, guys, catch you later, and we'll see you next week. Bye. See ya. Bye-bye.